Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 46 of Process to Profitability. Today I'm talking about why your website needs to be mobile responsive. I'm going to be giving you some stats about mobile use and talking about the different types of mobile design and then going into the benefits of having a mobile responsive design for your website. We're also going to talk about how you can make your website mobile friendly and some of the common mistakes that Google lists as problems that can hurt your search engine ranking with them and your overall user experience. So if you have a website, you need to listen to this episode to make sure that your website is mobile responsive or mobile friendly enough so that you are not missing out on any of these big important things that you need to be checking in. When I started doing research for this episode, I looked into stats about mobile use and there are a lot of them. And I found out that as of today, there are more mobile devices than there are people in the world, which isn't really that surprising considering that most of us have more than one phone or tablet on hand, that mobile use has grown 400% since 2011, and 20% of users between the ages of 18 and 34 spend all of their online time on a mobile device. This means that they're not getting onto a desktop at all when they are looking online and instead doing everything from their phone or tablet. In 2017, mobile traffic made up more than half of all online traffic, 52.64%, and 50% of e-commerce purchases were made on mobile devices in 2017. These are big numbers. It's really important that your website respond well on a mobile device because there are going to be a lot of people looking at your website on mobile. When I think about this, I think about how I visit websites and how I use my devices. I spend most of my time on my desktop computer where I can easily design and I have access to all of my programs, but I also spend a lot of time on my phone. I will check my phone when I am watching TV to look up something about a show or when I'm on the go and trying to find a restaurant to go to. All of these instances of people checking things out on their mobile devices instead of desktop give you the ability to reach them through good design in all of these places. And for most of us, this isn't actually a hard thing to accomplish, which we're going to talk about later. The other thing I wanted to note here, and we'll be talking about this later, is that there are good and bad practices to mobile design. And so I'm going to talk about what those are, but you want to make sure that you are following these practices so that as you are designing your website and trying to reach new customers, your website is benefiting you instead of hurting you. So I'm going to be sharing more stats throughout the episode today, but I want to get started with talking about the difference between mobile friendly and mobile responsive designs and how that's evolved over time. So Google defines responsive website design as responsive web design 
is a setup where the server always sends the same HTML code to all devices and CSS is used to alter the rendering of the page on the device. Google's algorithms should be able to automatically detect this setup if all Googlebot user agents are allowed to crawl the page and its assets. So what does this mean in real world language? It basically means that responsive website design is the same website on every single device. It has all of the same elements, but it looks different based on the way that the styling is done. And for a lot of us, if we are not touching the back end code of our website, we're not seeing this, but it's important to know that this is the thing that Google thinks is the best way to address mobile design, even though there are other options. So since we're already talking about responsive websites, let's define what they are and what that looks like. So responsive websites respond or change based on the needs of the user and the width of the device they're viewing the website on. For most devices, this means it moves from a multiple column layout to a single column, and the layout changes instead of shrinking everything down to fit. So if you've ever been to a website that is not mobile responsive, you'll notice that the whole website pops up on your device and you have to zoom in in order to see things or that everything is just a shrunken version. Mobile responsive design means that the website actually changes the way it's laid out so that everything fits and is a good size from the very beginning. So it's dynamic content that changes based on the device information. Generally, the navigation is condensed. So if you've ever gone to a mobile website, you'll notice that the big menu across the top of the page isn't there, but instead there's a little symbol for you to click on that opens the menu. It has optimized images that make it easy to view on mobile, and it has the correct padding and spacing so that everything is really legible, easy to click on, easy to use. Another way that you can do mobile design is through mobile-friendly websites. So these websites work the same way on every single device, which means that nothing moves or changes place or becomes unusable on mobile devices. It's static content that doesn't change, but it can have simplified navigation and everything is just displayed smaller because instead of having a different layout, you're just shrinking it down to fit the screen size. The other option that people have used is to have an entire mobile website. So when you go to their URL on a mobile device, it redirects you to their mobile website which has a different layout and might include different elements or not have all of the elements that they used to have on the desktop version. This is the way that mobile websites were always done before some of these programs came out, but it's really not a best practice anymore. And so most of the platforms that you're probably designing on and the templates that you're looking at have a lot of this built in, but you want to make sure that it does and that you're looking at the design as you're working to make sure that on mobile devices, it's going to look just as good as it does on a desktop. Now let's talk about some of the benefits of having a mobile responsive design for your website. One of the big ones is an SEO benefit. So in April 2015, Google changed their algorithm so that if your website is not mobile friendly, it will not rank as high on mobile search results. So what does this mean? Basically, Google is saying that when people look for things on their phone, they want websites that actually look good on their mobile devices and are easy to use. And Google knows that and wants to help them get there. So if you are a website that's visited a whole lot on an iPhone, for example, 
but you don't have a mobile-friendly website and someone goes to search for you, you're not going to show up in the rankings. This is especially true for people who own businesses that most people are Googling on their phone. So if people are out and they're looking for a restaurant to go to, they're going to Google restaurants in the Richmond area. And what Google is going to do is give them a list of results based on their SEO and their ranking. But if they're looking on their mobile device, they might see different results than if they were to look on their desktop at home before they left because Google knows that people want mobile-friendly websites. The next benefit is social media conversions. So in 2015, 80% of the time people spent on social media was on a mobile device, and I'm sure that is higher today. Think about the way that you use social media. Most of the time you're checking in on it on your phone, you're posting from your phone, and so if you want people to be able to go to your website from your social platforms, you want to have a mobile-friendly website because that's the place they're going to be viewing it on. They're going to be clicking on that link in your bio from their phone, going to your website, and that's where they're going to be learning all of the information that you have to offer. The next benefit is increased sales. In 2012, 67% of people said they were more likely to make a purchase from a website that's mobile-friendly. And that was six years ago. I'm sure that that number is much higher today. Think about it from your own perspective. If you have ever been to a website that is not mobile friendly and you want to make a purchase, it's really difficult to do. And it, you might actually walk away and choose to shop somewhere else. It's also an expected practice. So eight out of 10 website visitors will leave a website that doesn't display well on their device. You are expected to have a website that looks good on mobile devices, both phones and tablets, just as it does on desktop. And people know this, they want that as part of the experience and they are not willing to stay on a website that doesn't look good and react well to the things that they want it to do. It also builds credibility. So 57% of internet users say that they won't recommend a business with a poorly designed website on mobile. Website design has come a long way and people know it. They expect your website to look good on every device. And we judge people by the way that those websites look. If you've gone to a website that was designed in 2010, for example, it doesn't look up to date, it doesn't have everything that it needs to function, and so you probably won't stay on there. You're not going to trust them as much with your business. The last benefit is increased revenue and location visits. So 88% of customers who search for a type of business on a mobile device, call or go to that business within 24 hours. If you go back to the restaurant example, most people are Googling restaurants in a certain location when they're already out and looking for somewhere to eat or they're Googling a doctor because they want to make an appointment. We're not just searching around online because we're bored and have time to kill. That's what social media is for. When they're actually searching for something, it means that they want to take action. And so having a mobile-friendly version of your website helps them to do that, builds that credibility, and shows them that you are there to help them. All right, now that you know why you need a mobile-friendly website, how do you actually make a website mobile-friendly? Like I said, we used to do this by having completely separate websites, two different designs with two different URLs for mobile and desktop but we don't need to do that anymore. Instead, your website should change based on the device that it's on. 
In fact, having two websites can hurt your Google ranking because Google doesn't like duplicate content. So if you can stay away from that way of mobile design, you definitely should. And you can do that by choosing a platform that allows for easy mobile responsive design. I design on both Squarespace and Showit, and they both make this pretty simple. So Showit allows you to design the mobile version of your website separately from the desktop version. So you have control over every piece. You can design them side by side or separately, and you can choose whether or not to display certain elements on each device. You can pick how they're going to be laid out. You can choose separate colors or different images. You can leave out sections or include them. You can change the menu. You have control over every piece of that in ShowIt. And it's one of the things that makes it really great for creative entrepreneurs like us because you know exactly how your website is going to look on the mobile device. You're never having to feel like, oh, I can't get it laid out exactly the way that I want it to. Squarespace is also mobile responsive, but it lays out the mobile version of your website based on where the content blocks are placed. So everything that shows up on desktop is going to show up on mobile and it does the layout for you based on where you put things. This can be helpful because it's done automatically but it can be a little bit frustrating at times if you want a different layout on mobile than is the automatic version. And you can sometimes do that with custom code, but a lot of times it's difficult to work through that redesign. But more and more of the templates are allowing for style changes that are based on the device type. So they're allowing you to change different things for mobile devices than you would on a desktop version. I love both of these platforms, and this is part of the reason why, is because it makes it easy for you to know for sure that you've got a mobile responsive website that's going to be approved by Google, that's not going to come back with issues, that's going to help your SEO ranking. And you can do it all in a way that allows you to see the design as it's coming together. The one thing you want to do on any website design, and it's something I do for my clients when I'm sitting at my desk, is to test your design across all devices and as new updates are released. So if possible, you should test your design on your desktop and preferably on different size monitors, on a tablet, on your phone, maybe on a different type of phone, on your different internet browsers, so Chrome and Firefox and Internet Explorer, to make sure that it all looks the same or at least that it all looks the way that you want it to. Sometimes you can't get them to look exactly the same on every device, but you can make sure that it looks and feels like your website and that nothing is hidden or missing or completely thrown off. If you're ready to update your website today and need some guidance on things that you can do, check out my free guide, Five Website Updates to Get Legit. You can download it at lemonandthesea.com slash five updates. There you will find a guide with five easy updates you can make today that are going to make your website stand out, be legal, and it includes free resources that you can check out as well as easy action steps to get you started so that you can start making improvements to your website today. That is at lemonandthesea.com slash five updates. The next thing that you can do, and this is going to be a long list so you can check it out in the show notes, is 
some common mistakes of mobile design. So good design follows the same principles as always. You want to make sure that your colors and your images are consistent with your brand. You want it to be easy for people to use and to figure out where they want to go. You want to create a journey with calls to action and mapping out exactly which steps someone should take on your website. But mobile design is a little bit different. And so these are some of the mistakes that Google actually tells us that can hurt your mobile design and hurt your ranking with them. And so I wanted to list those out for you today. Some of them may apply to your website and some of them may not, depending on the platform that you're on. But I'm going to list them all so that you know what Google is looking at. The first mistake is blocked JavaScript, CSS, and image files. Basically, you want search engines and users to see all of your content so that it can index it correctly and they have all of the information on mobile just like they would on desktop. You used to hide certain things from search engines if it was on a mobile device so that it wouldn't take a look at it, but this actually hurts you because then Google doesn't know that it's there. You want to make sure that none of that is blocked, none of it's hidden, and people can see everything that you have. The next mistake is unplayable content. We are in a world of video right now, but some types of videos, such as those constrained by a license or that require flash, won't work on many mobile devices. So if you have flash on your website and play a video, that might not work on somebody's mobile device. And if a video can't be played, the visitor sees an error and that can be frustrating. They just wanted to check it out and now they can't. So to get around this, you can either use some code through HTML5 tags, you can talk to a developer if you need to do that, or you can embed the video content through a player that's available on all devices like YouTube. So you can, especially on Squarespace, it's really easy to put in a video block. You just add the YouTube link there and it will show up on every device because it's coming through YouTube, which is already set up to work correctly. You can also include a transcription for those who can't watch the video either because of their device or because of a disability. You wanna make sure that that is as friendly as possible. The next common mistake is faulty redirects. So if your mobile site is designed so that you have separate pages for desktop and mobile devices, you need to make sure that every page has both versions and that they're correctly set to redirect based on the device information. You don't wanna have a home page on your desktop version and not have one on mobile and then have somebody see an error page instead. Again, for most of us, this isn't an issue, but I wanted to list it just in case that's the website design you're looking at so that you know that you wanna check those things out and make sure that they're working correctly. The next thing is pop-ups. So lots of websites use pop-ups to encourage people to perform a certain action, like subscribing to an email. And they do this because they have a high conversion rate, but they can frustrate users who are on mobile devices because they aren't easy to close and they block the content someone's trying to read. This happens to me all the time when I'm trying to read an article and a pop-up comes up and I don't wanna sign up for whatever it is, but it's not easy for me to figure out how to close that pop-up and now I can't read any of the content. And so instead of trying to sit there and figure it out for five minutes, I just leave and I go somewhere else. So if you're using a pop-up, either turn it off for mobile devices or redesign it so that it's easy to close. On Squarespace, they have the marketing pop-up and you can actually choose to have it only display on desktop versions of your website, which is a really great feature and makes it easy to avoid this problem. The next mistake is having a font size that's too small. Now, this can be a mistake on any device, but it's especially true on mobile because you want people to be able to read your website. 
Your font size should be at least 14 pixels so users don't have to zoom in. And readability studies suggest that columns should be 8 to 10 words per line and then you should move on to the next line. So that gives you an idea of how wide your column should be in order to be the most readable. The next common mistake is making any of the elements you have to touch too close together. So you want all of those elements to be large and have lots of padding around them so that users don't click on the wrong thing when they're having to use their fingers. Apple recommends that buttons on mobile be at least 44 by 44 pixels and any elements like this should be at least 32 pixels apart both vertically and horizontally so that a user's finger can easily touch that element. If you are not a designer and you're not sitting there counting the pixels, that's totally okay. Just make sure that when you go onto your device and you check out your website, that things seem to have enough space around them. And if you're worried about it, add a little bit more so that you make sure that people aren't clicking on one thing, but they're accidentally hitting a different link. Remember that some people have pretty stubby fingers. My husband has this problem all the time where when things are too close together, he clicks on something and it takes him to the wrong place because it read the wrong thing. The next common mistake is using low resolution images. So you want to use high resolution images throughout your website because now mobile devices like most desktop monitors display images in high definition and having high res images means that your images won't appear blurry or pixelated on your website. And the last common mistake that I see is slow page speeds. So if your page is too slow to load, people won't stick around. In fact, 40% of people abandon a website that takes more than three seconds to load, and 47% of people expect a web page to load within two seconds. That's really fast, especially if you have a website that has a lot of images. And so you might not be able to get it to be that fast, but you want to make sure that your website is optimized to the fullest extent that you can in order to have that fast load speed for people who are coming to your website. All right, guys, I know that this was a shorter episode, but I thought it was an important one to cover because we just talked about user testing and a great way to take advantage of that user testing is to actually perform it on a mobile device. This might be a little bit harder because they can't record their screen and show you their finger, but if you could sit down with somebody and watch how they actually move through your website on a mobile, that could be really helpful to tell you where things might be too close together, where things might be confusing, and changes you might want to make for those designs. Just remember that you want your website to be mobile friendly so that people will use it as they are on their devices. We are using those phones and tablets more and more often and some people don't even have desktop computers in their homes. So this is a really important part of your website design and you want to consider it as soon as you are starting thinking about redesigning your website, whether you're gonna do it yourself and you are going to choose a template that allows for this or a platform that has it built in or if you're gonna work with a designer and you want to make sure that they know that this is important, which they should, and that you want to review the mobile design just like you do the desktop version. If you have any questions about this, feel free to email me at samantha at lemonandthesea.com. And if this episode was helpful, I would love it if you would go and leave a review on iTunes so that I know what's helpful and what you would like to learn more about. 
or send me a DM on social media so that I can get some feedback from you. I'd love to know what episodes you'd like me to have coming up and what you'd like to learn and what you like about the show. I also wanted to mention that Google actually has a couple of different tools that you can use to test to see if your website is mobile friendly. So they have a mobile friendly test where you just type in your URL. It shows you what your website looks like on a mobile device and gives you anything you might want to change and a mobile usability report where you do the same thing. You look at your website, they give you feedback on what's working and what isn't. This is a great way to make sure that Google is seeing your website the way you want it to and it helps you know how other people might interact with it. The feedback they give you is really useful because it's based on how actual people use your website on mobile and it can be a great way to get started with that design and make sure that you're not making any of those common mistakes. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show. 